Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Good morning, guys. Welcome back to Not Your Typical, with Not Your Typical Fitness Lover, Caitlin Nolan. I don't even know where to start today. I feel like this is going to be a longer episode because I have so much on my mind, And I feel like I have a lot to talk about in the intro, and then we'll get into the actual topic of the episode. But to start off, I just wanted to say thank you after I posted my last episode. It was about feeling like a failure in your 20s, and I kind of talked about how I feel like I'm changing a lot, and it's kind of scary to be posting on social media and like have a niche, and then sometimes I feel like I have to kind of live up to that niche or be a people pleaser and stay in that area when sometimes in my life... I'm changing so it was really nice to hear the feedback from that episode of you guys just being like oh my gosh we totally understand like it just felt like you guys were all in my corner and you're just here for whatever I have to share and I just can't express how thankful I am for you and also just how big of a weight has been lifted off my shoulders for some reason I didn't even realize how much I was kind of changing until I started watching some of my old videos and I feel like they were really wellness centered and on top of just the fact that I feel like I've been living a lot more of a lenient like chill lifestyle just because that's what feels good to me right now I think on top of it too I've already talked about so many wellness topics that I don't want my content to be repetitive and it's kind of like if somebody wants to know about my fitness journey they can go back and listen to that episode and it's like I don't need to keep rehashing it and keep you know, talking about it every single week when I don't think about it every single week in my personal life, you know, and I think we're always going to have different motivation and our life is going to go in certain directions at certain times. And I think sometimes, yeah, I am super motivated in the wellness world and the fitness world. And then sometimes I just am quote unquote normal for what feels normal to me. And that's kind of how I am right now. Obviously, fitness is a huge part of my life and I work out on the daily. I go on walks on the daily. And I think now it's just kind of like second nature to me. And instead of constantly thinking about it and having fitness be like this huge chunk of my life, like 80% of my life, it's more like 20% of my life. And it fits in really seamlessly with my day-to-day life. So, of course, I'm obviously going to relate a lot of stuff to fitness and wellness, but at the same time, I want to talk about other topics like today living with your significant other and just tips on living alone, 
feeling lost in your 20s, just all of that. Like I feel really passionate about those topics too. So you guys can always recommend what you want me to talk about. I love hearing feedback. This episode is actually because one of you guys mentioned it. So yeah, let me know if there's anything you want me to talk about, but let's get into our not so typical obsessions this week. I have two. I have like a lighthearted one and then more of a deep one. So I'll start with the deeper one. And I think it's just been self-acceptance this past week. And what I mean by that is I've felt super confident lately. Like I credit that to the fact that I've been making an effort to be really okay with all aspects of my personality. This has been a struggle for me for a long time. And I think I finally reached a place where I... I'm totally okay with the good parts of my personality and then the quote-unquote bad parts or the parts that I used to feel insecure about. And for example, I feel like I used to always consider myself annoying. Like that was always in the back of my head. It was like this negative self-talk where I'd be like leaving a hangout and being like, oh my gosh, you're so annoying. Like you talked the whole time. And now I'm like, okay, I'm not going to just sit here and belittle myself after every single hangout when that could be something about my personality that other people actually love. And if they don't love it, they probably won't be my friend. You know what I mean? So just looking at it that way and just knowing that you are you no matter what. So you might as well love your personality, what you think is like good, and then also what you think is bad because like there really is no good or bad traits, you know? Like, I mean, obviously there's going to be like some bad traits, but you are you. And if as long as your intentions are pure and as long as you're trying to become the best version of yourself and you are being self-aware and you can read the room, like you are just you and the people that love you are going to start gravitating towards you and the people that don't won't. And I think there's a huge difference between who you just are and then the things about yourself that you want to change. Like I have always felt like I wasn't very mature or not mature. That's not the word, actually. I always felt like I wasn't self-reliable. Like I would make a goal and then I wouldn't follow through with it. This is like growing up. I'm not talking about right now. Or I feel like I was super quick to feel like really grumpy a lot of the time. Or I was super reactive and I would just like react before I thought. And those are all habits that I don't think are like my personality. It's just like what like habits I guess I would say so obviously there's a huge difference between like personal growth and I think in that aspect I the advice that I would give is honestly just what I did was envision who I wanted to be and like who I wanted to show up as every day how I wanted to react to things and how I wanted to carry myself and then aside from just thinking of who I wanted to be I actually put in the effort to show up as that person every day and I would wake up and I would be self-motivated. I would follow through with the habits that I was doing. I started little by little being more self-disciplined, being less grumpy, like being intentional about my responses, like all of the things that I wanted to work on as a human. And I think kind of like fake it till you make it. The more I practice that, the more I just became that and it was more second nature. And I think that goes along with pretty much everything I preach, even just a wellness journey, the more things are practiced, the more they become routine, and then you don't even have to think about them. And I think that's even why now 
I think of just me filming every day and it's like, I don't need to talk about wellness every single second of every vlog because I'm not thinking about it all the time. Maybe my actions are showing wellness habits like making my bed in the morning, trying to keep a clear space, adding fruits and vegetables to my meals, going on walks, staying hydrated, but it's really second nature at this point because it's become routine. And I think that's also a good point to make if you are like trying to grow as a person or make changes in your lifestyle. It's positive to know that you can change those parts of you. And then at the same time, there's going to be parts to you that are just you. And maybe we feel insecure about those parts of ourselves. I think that really embodying who I am, the quote-unquote good parts that I love about my personality, and then the quote-unquote bad parts that I'm more insecure about has just made me feel super comfortable in who I am. And I think that it's actually made me so much more confident. And I think that's why in terms of what I do for work, like showing up on my YouTube channel and my podcast and sometimes TikTok, not all the time now on TikTok, but even on Instagram, like all the things that I do for my work, I've noticed such a huge confidence change and a lot of you guys have actually noticed it too and I actually didn't even notice it until some of you pointed it out that I seem a lot more confident lately and I think it's because I fully just became fully me and I don't want if you're listening to be in your head about who even am I you know because it's like we're so many different versions of ourselves all the time you know you're gonna have days where you wake up and you might be a little bit more lethargic and maybe moody or maybe it's your period and you're just kind of in a grumpy mood that's okay like those are parts of ourselves and in the past I would have quote unquote thought that was the bad part of me but in reality it's just the part of me So yeah, I wanted to share that because I've been working on embodying myself fully 100% and I think it's really important and the outcome of it has been so reassuring, I guess, or what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think. Not reassuring. I guess beneficial. That's the word I'm thinking. It's been so beneficial just being fully myself and then I'm not constantly people-pleasing and showing up for who other people want me to be and yeah, so that's been my takeaway this week, my obsession this week. I have another obsession and it's not as deep, I promise, but it's just warm coffee. I'm an iced coffee person. I feel like I'm a coffee connoisseur at this point. Taste-wise, iced coffee is always going to be my favorite, but as it gets colder, I think that the vibe of having a warm coffee has been really nice and I think it's really just the Starbucks Christmas cups that have got me in a good mood, but lately too, another thing I've been thinking about is like, even if it's silly and it makes you happy, then it's not silly because the little tiny things all throughout the day really do add up. And I feel like it sounds so stupid to just be like, oh, a tiny Starbucks coffee cup is going to make your entire day better. But sometimes it actually does because it sets the tone for the day. If you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm going to go get my Starbucks coffee cup with the Santa on it. It's cute. And yeah, lately too, we've been walking to Starbucks. So we'll take cocoa, we'll go on a walk, we get Starbucks. And it's been such a great way to set the day up. And especially when it's cold and then you have a hot, warm coffee, it just makes me happy. So that was another obsession this week. And then my not so typical dislike this week has been my lack of boundaries with work. And I think this is really important for a lot of people, especially if you work from home. Setting boundaries for your work is like, life or death at this point because for me if I'm constantly thinking about work especially with what I do for my work 
I feel like I can spiral and spiral and nobody wants to go through a rabbit hole of stress. And I think that no matter what you do for your work, no matter how much you love your work, there's going to be stress tied to it or anything that has responsibility behind it. So even having boundaries with trying to get my personal training license and having boundaries with working out, having boundaries with cleaning your house, anything that's a responsibility, I think you have to turn off at some point. And I have really been trying to turn myself off at nighttime and let that really be like a relaxing time of day for me. And most of the time I do that, but I feel like this week I've struggled with that. So next week, my word for the week is going to be relaxing because we can all relax more. And I feel like even if you feel like you relax a lot, even I make this mistake a lot of the time when I'm relaxing physically, I feel like mentally I'm not relaxing or mentally I'm still thinking about work or feeling like, oh, I should not be scrolling on TikTok for this long. But like sometimes scrolling on TikTok actually can make you happy. And I've talked about this before, just mindlessly scrolling on social media. I know a lot of the time I even talk about how I try to scroll less because I do try to scroll less because I don't want to like compare myself and stuff. But if I'm not feeling that way, if I'm just scrolling on TikTok laughing, that to me is relaxing and it's a good thing. So yeah, everyone can relax more and everyone can be easier on themselves. So I challenge you this week to just add a little bit more relaxing. But let's get into the actual topic of the episode, which is actually just living with a significant other, living alone, how we divide our household chores, just all of that. I kind of want to give advice in this episode just based off of what I've experienced the past almost three years living together. Hunter and I, technically we have lived together for like five years because even when I lived with my roommates in college, Hunter was always staying over and then we moved back in with my parents after that and then quarantine we lived together and then we moved out and we've lived in three different apartments over the past two and a half years. So to say we have experience living together is an understatement. And I think, too, the fact that we've been together for so long, we've been dating for almost six years, we are super open with each other and we have really good communication. So we've really been able to talk about what works, what doesn't and all of that. So I thought it was a fun episode idea. I actually got the idea from one of you guys on my Instagram post on Not Your Typical. So let's do it. The first thing that I said was setting up a routine. I think that it's been really helpful having structure living together and this is something that I feel like I lacked when I had roommates just like my friends that I lived with in college I think we were all so sporadic with our schedules that we never really had intentional time together and that was always the downfall of living together and we've all talked about that before me and my college roommates because we were best friends growing up in high school and then we lived together and then it felt like we kind of fell apart just because we didn't spend as much time together which is crazy to think because when you move in with someone you feel like you're going to spend more time with them but that ended up not being the case because we never set up that intentional time together and we didn't really have that routine so I think that carrying that situation into the situation I have now with Hunter that was something that I really wanted to focus on was having more structure with our routine when we're going to see each other when we understand that it's not really like couple time and it's more personal time and that's really helped us so just for example I'll tell you kind of our daily routine together we always wake up at the same time 
we didn't used to, but we started doing that and I really like that because I think it's fun to spend like those morning hours together. Like right when you wake up, we usually have our coffee together and then that's when we kind of break up for the day, but at least we get those little seconds to ourselves in the beginning of the day and it actually does help having a dog because we walk her in the morning. So that's been really nice and I feel like having that set time to start the day together sets the tone because we know we're going to come back together also and I also want to mention like obviously this is super personalized to Hunter and I we both work from home we have a very specific relationship we both have specific needs so everyone's going to be different I just kind of wanted to give an example of the life that we live just to show that this is what works for us and to show how we've kind of personalized what has worked for us because we've been doing it for so long. So say my best friend, Katie, her boyfriend is a firefighter. So he's not home every single morning. So obviously they're going to have a way different routine than we have because some mornings they're together, some mornings they're not, some mornings they're FaceTiming, you know what I mean? So yeah, and obviously life is hectic and crazy. So not every single day is going to be the same, but this is just what we kind of hope for and this is what we intend to do every day so yeah after we wake up together we usually go our separate ways we get work done hunter just works from home and we also try not to just like hang out all day especially since we both work from home it is really helpful to have boundaries surrounding work and this is something that actually hunter pointed out because obviously my work is random like i can go hang out for 10 minutes here and there and his work isn't set up like that he needs to be on when he's on he needs to be focused on work he doesn't want to be pulled out of it he if you're curious is a computer engineer he works for a really big company and he has meetings all day so if I was just constantly intervening all day long that's super distracting to him so we've set that boundary where when he's working he's working when I'm working I'm working and that's definitely a time of day where we aren't having intentional time together. It's almost like the opposite. We're having intentional time away from each other and that's where the boundary is. And it's helped us both be super productive in our personal lives. And I think it's really important to, if you do live with someone, to have that sense of self also. You know, you want to grow as a couple and that's a huge part of living together. And it's like the exciting part of living together is being able to build your relationship more. But we can't lose ourselves in that. We still have to be self-aware that we need time to ourselves. So that is kind of our time to ourselves. And then the time of day that we kind of come back together is usually around 5 p.m. And we sometimes cook dinner together, or at least we just are in each other's presence at this time. And we kind of catch up at that time where we're like, oh, what happened today? What did you do today? And obviously, the lines get very blurred, especially with both of us working from home. It's not like we don't speak all day long. That would be insane. That's not how it goes at all. But this is the time where we like phones are off. We're not doing a million things. We're just kind of intentionally being there with each other. And then this is usually when we'll cook dinner or sometimes we'll order dinner or we'll go to dinner. But this is our time just as a couple. And My love language is giving people food and making food for them. So this is like a way that I show Hunter love every day and it's just fun. So we'll cook dinner, eat dinner together, and then we sit on the couch. We'll watch TV together or we'll watch a movie 
And then after that is when we kind of break off again. Hunter really likes video games, so he'll go play video games. I'll come do my skincare. Sometimes I'll read before bed. Sometimes I'll watch YouTube. And then after that, like when it's time for actual bedtime, that's when we come together again. So as you can see, just the structure we have throughout the day is like very intentional. When we're together, we're together. When we're not, we're not. So I think that this has really helped us grow as a couple, but also individually grow on our own and have that time to ourselves. Because the most important thing when you live with someone or with your boyfriend or girlfriend, you you can't get lost either way. You can't be super honed in on yourself and then you can't be super honed in on the relationship. It's like you got to find this balance. And it's hard to do with anything in life. It's so hard to find the balance in anything. So I think that that should just be the goal. And you don't want to feel bad if you're like, oh shit, looking back, like we have spent a lot of time together or, oh shoot, I haven't really spent any time with my person this week. Like that's okay. We're human. And sometimes when we're not thinking about things, we unintentionally lose that balance and that's okay. I think what I do is just have it top of mind and make it a goal and don't be so focused on the past and what you've been doing, you know, just focus on what you want to do and what works for you guys because maybe spending the whole day together does work. And personally, we've found what works for us. So the next thing I wanted to say was for in terms of like chores and stuff, I would say Hunter and I, we definitely do kind of argue about chores sometimes because I feel like how do you not? And even if you don't, that's great. But if you do, then you get it. Like sometimes you just argue about chores. And I think that um, what we've found recently that helps us the most is having designated areas of the house that's like our zone. So for me, one of my zones is the bedroom. I'm the one that is making the bed usually. I'm the one that's kind of picking up in the bedroom, doing the bathroom in the bedroom, making sure my closet's clean because my closet's in our bedroom and having just a clean space to come back to every single night, that's my responsibility. And for example, Hunter, he is always doing the dishes. That's his zone. The sink is his zone. He'll do the dishes. He'll clean the sink after. I like to focus on the actual kitchen since I film in the kitchen a lot. So I'll do the counters all the time. I'll clean the actual... Um, what's it called? I'm having a mind blank. The stove, the oven, like all that, all clean. Hunter likes to do the trash. Well, he doesn't like to do the trash, but I don't like to do the trash. So Hunter likes to take over that part for me. So he'll do the trash. And that way it's not like confusing if something is just sitting there for a week, you know, it's like, oh, okay. I thought you were going to do that. Well, I thought you were going to do that that situation is minimized because obviously we know what we're in charge of. And then in terms of laundry, I do my laundry, he does his laundry. That's what works for us. I feel like when you do someone else's laundry, it's hard to figure out what they want hung, what they want dried. And it just became way too confusing for me to do the laundry sometimes and then him. So this is just what has worked for us, having our own zones. And I think we as a couple individually have the self-discipline that we want to keep that area up for ourselves and also for the other person. So having these like quote-unquote zones has helped us in like the arguing era because we aren't leaving it as much because we care about our space, both of us, 
And it wasn't always this way. Like, I've said this many times. I used to be the dirty roommate. I used to be the messy person. Well, actually, I'm still a messy person. I'm just not a dirty roommate anymore because I don't leave the mess. And I think that was probably the biggest growth I've had in my adult era is I used to just be such a messy person. I would literally throw up if I saw my childhood bedroom. Like, it was so gross. My mom would, like, literally ground me. until I cleaned. But I will say that obviously things do pile up. We're human. Hunter and I both will like throw things on our kitchen table. So we prefer to designate an entire day to cleaning. Like I don't want to be cleaning and then be like mad that Hunter's sitting down watching Netflix. He needs time to himself and he chooses to watch Netflix. It's not like because I chose to clean that it's now his cleaning time too. So having a day where you're like, okay, we should clean today and you both agree, I think that's really healthy because then it's not like looking at the other person like, oh, you're not doing anything. Like, well, maybe he was doing something yesterday while I was doing nothing. So that is really important. And I have to constantly remind myself that too, is he can be on while I'm off and I can be on while he's off. And that's just the balance between living with someone that is a different human than you are. Like we have different chemical makeup, we need different things and we're going to have different energy levels at different times. So even just having roommates that you're not dating, knowing that you guys are going to have different moments and be different people every single day is really important to remember. And I think now because I spend so much time at home, I've realized such a drastic, yeah, I definitely have become more of a clean organized person and I'm very proud of myself for that. Another thing that I think is really important when you live with someone, not it doesn't even have to be someone that you're in a relationship with, but I think that when the person that commented on my Instagram to do this episode, they were specifically talking about like living with someone that you're dating and I just wanted to mention some of the benefits that I've seen living with someone and specifically like someone you're dating Um, I think it was the best decision Hunter and I have ever done as a couple and we were definitely ready for it. I think the way that we knew that we were ready to live together is because we didn't question it. We knew that we were ready. There wasn't this voice in our head that was like, is it too soon? Should we live together? Like, is this going to be bad? We just knew. We knew we wanted to. And I just think back to when I bought myself a car, I really wasn't sure for a really long time if I could afford a car, if I knew what car I wanted, like if I was going to regret buying myself a car, if the car I had was good for now. I was just constantly going back and forth about it. And then when I revisited the idea of getting a car when I was actually ready, I fully knew that I wanted to and there was no wavering. And then I bought a car that week. And ever since then, that's when I noticed that I really need to think about things in that way. Am I wavering? Okay, if I'm wavering, let's give it more time. So I'm here to give you hope. If you're about to live with someone or you guys already do and you're like testing the waters, all of that, I think what we've learned is it just gets better and better and you get more comfortable and you get more aware of what works, what doesn't. And it's just so fun. It's like the best thing that's ever happened to us, I think as a couple and it's made us feel more adult and I think it's also been really great for our relationship to grow to have responsibility and even as a person just having rent to pay having bills to pay having a house to keep up having to clean your house having to be aware of what's going on literally two days ago our downstairs bathroom flooded we were like what the heck like we had to figure it out we had to call someone we had to fix it and I think the biggest difference obviously when you live with maybe your family or other roommates, you can kind of shovel 
responsibility to other people if you don't want it. And that, to me, has held me back a lot in life. And I was even having this conversation with my mom a couple of days ago because when I was back in Arizona, I think we all know this by now, I had a moment of just feeling like I'm so happy there and I just miss my family so much. I don't want to get emotional right now. I don't, I didn't think I was going to, but even just every single time I think about it, I start to get emotional because I'm kind of lost in what I want to do in my life. And, and I think Hunter's lost. I think my family isn't sure what's best for us. So that's hard. But I was having a conversation about it with my mom and she was like, honestly, I've thought about moving to California and finding a job out there so that we can be there for you and Hunter because we know you love the state. But then I thought about it and I realized that you guys being out there alone is actually so great for becoming more mature and your relationship. And I think it's a huge part of becoming an adult is fully like being thrown in the water with sharks. You know what I mean? Like we have to do everything. We have to be there for Coco. We have to be responsible. We have to be able to say no to plans if we have to watch our dog. And we have to just fully be adults all the time. And we don't have that crutch to lean on, like having family just right down the street. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Obviously, if you live next to your family and use them as a crutch, that's great. And I would be for sure using my parents as a crutch if I had them close enough. We all know that. Like we did definitely in Arizona, but I've just grown up so much since moving here. And I think that that's the biggest reason why. And I didn't even realize it until my mom said it this week, which is why I just love talking to parents. Like they're just, they're so insightful. (laughs) My mom would be like, what is wrong with you right now? Why are you saying that? Because usually I would never admit that, but they really are. I feel like they always know the right thing to say and they just are really good at evaluating what's actually going on in your life so yeah it's been great for us but those are just the tips that I have about living with someone that you want a better relationship with even if you're not dating your roommate maybe you'll get some tips about this or even if you've been considering moving in or moving out with the person you're dating, this could give you some insight what you truly want. But yeah, that's today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. My journal prompt this week is going to be, how am I pushing myself to grow right now in life? And for example, the way that I'm pushing myself is not having that crutch like I was just talking about. So just write about what you feel like you're doing right now to push yourself into becoming the best version of yourself, the optimizing your growth, all of that. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I love you guys. Thank you so much for all of the feedback on the last episode. If you guys are new here, don't forget to rate this podcast and give me a review. I love reading reviews and I feel like this is what's helped me kind of adapt my podcast and do what works for you guys so that I know what works, what doesn't. Also, I will say one thing. I did get a review saying that my ads were annoying and I don't know if they're talking about the sponsorships I do where it's like actually me speaking In that case, ouch, because there's nothing I can do about that. Like, if you think I'm annoying, then I'm probably just annoying. But in terms of the ads that play at the beginning, I don't have control over what ads play. So I'm sorry if it's annoying, but I promise you, I will try my hardest to make up for the annoying minute of ads at the beginning. There's nothing I can do about it. And I hope that you know that ads and sponsorships are what helped me do this as a career. And I know that 
is probably annoying hearing that because it's like, duh, obviously you have to make money to do a job, but I have said no to so many brands, so many companies, companies I don't agree with, so many back end things where I'm told to say something and I'm like, absolutely not next. Like, I don't care how much money it is. I don't care. Blah, blah, blah. And I also put a lot of effort into balancing out the ads to the content that I'm doing. And yeah, so anyway, just wanted to say that because I saw that a little bit of a negative review, but honestly, negative reviews like that, I value. So anyway, I love you guys. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.